Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Astrology Did Not Change My Life. I am still that bitch, hosted by your girl, Plutonian Aquarius. So we are on part two of this week's episode. So if you're back because you really liked the last episode, well, thank you for coming back. I'm trying a new format this time where I'm breaking my episodes down into two parts because I have a tendency to just keep talking and I love talking and really, I could just keep talking for hours, but believe it or not, I have a time limit and that itself is an hour and 11 minutes. So I wanted to break down the sister signs that I've been talking about thus far and actually kind of break it down into two parts. So I talk about the first sign first, and then I talk about the second sign in the later part. And so now I have more content coming out each week, really. I still record all in one go. I just essentially end up breaking it down into two parts. Is that a little bit more work on me? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I like it or if I just want to do that one-shot wonder that I've just been doing every week. But... Before I even go in to the actual content for this episode, again, I wanted to take a moment to talk about all of my astrology services that I offer on plutonianaquarius.ca. I offer eight readings, and they range in price all the way from 25 to 400 My cheapest offering is just a breakdown of your chart. I just go through all of the placements that you have in your chart and where they're located within the 12 house system. I don't go into detail. Um, I don't do analysis. I just tell you what your placements are and that's it. Next I have for $50, you can ask me any question about your chart and I will just happily answer it. And then afterwards I have for $100, your big three reading. I look at your sun, moon, and your rising sign and how they all come in together, together to form the foundation of your personality. It's a very big intro to just, well, your reading itself. And then for 150, I offer three readings. The first one is your north node reading, which is your life's purpose reading. I look at your north node and your south node placements all within the 12 house system and how you can move away from your past and move in to what you came here to do and what your purpose is in this lifetime, which is what your North Node really talks about. Then I also have a professional career reading where I look at your Midheaven placement and also the opposite of the Midheaven, which is the Nadir or the fourth house and how those two plan together to actually provide you appropriate and suitable career or professional pathways that you would excel in. Then I also have a love reading. I look at all of the aspects and placements that I think are appropriate when it comes to love and relationships and what a healthy, successful, and satisfying relationship romantic relationship, platonic relationship, any form of relationship looks like for you and what needs to heal before you can have that kind of relationship that you truly desire. 
And then for 200, I have the synastry readings, which is actually just a compatibility reading between you and your person of interest. Person of interest can be a friend, a family member, or a romantic interest. You just have to have known them for at least a year and have interacted with them. I look at all of the necessary personal placements between the both of you and also house placements as well. And then my final offering, which is the most expensive, is $400. I do your full birth chart reading. I look at all of your personal planets, aspects to them, your outer planets, and their placement and location within your 12 house system. I'll also look at the house system. I'll look at your midheaven, your rising sign, your fourth house, whatever is relevant for your chart. And I also look at your north node placement. And so that's why it is my most expensive reading. I offer just a couple of readings every month. So if one reading is sold out this month and you wanted to purchase it, try again next month and it'll probably be available. I do it um, as a monthly basis. And if you also need more information, I suggest going over to my Instagram account, which is Plutonian Aquarius, just my name. And I made a new post going through a quick breakdown of all of the readings that I offer and the price range as well. And then I also have something else if you want, if you don't want a reading, but you still want the content inf information that I provide, I have a new series called the ICU series. I look at different placements that everybody has and I provide advice depending on whatever placement I choose for that month really or the next couple months right now I have the moon sign the moon sign that tells you what self-help looks like for you and so depending on whatever your moon sign is you can purchase a little pre-recording about what self-care looks like for you based on your moon sign if you have say an Aries moon you can just purchase a 20-minute reading it's pre-recorded about what an appropriate self-care routine would look like for you. And that itself is just $25. So that is more affordable than, say, getting a reading if you're hesitant. And before you purchase any reading, please read my disclaimer page. I really, really would appreciate it. But yeah, that is all I have for my little promo content. Now we're going to move over to the actual episode and what you guys all came for. So last time I talked about Leo and how Leo is more so focused on getting to the core of who they are and their true self. And Leo does that because they want to get to the crux of who they are so that they can live their truth. So Leo and Aquarius as a team are simply just trying to live their truth. But the only way you can truly get into that realm of living in your truth is by actually sitting down honestly with yourself and trying to figure out who it is you are and what it is that you desire and you want. Free of any social conditioning or wounds that you're maybe operating on and are actually forcing you to maybe act a certain way or 
makes you think that this is what you want. This is what you desire. This is what you want out of life. Now, Leo being a fire sign operates through passion and impulse. And as a lion, they have these primal instincts, these animal desires that they are trying to tame. But Aquarius, Aquarius is also trying to live their truth the same way that Leo is. But it's a lot more different for Aquarius. And that's what we're here to talk about this week. Or, my bad, today's episode. <laughs> but essentially, Aquarius is the opposite of Leo. And whatever opposite sign that you have will always be, if because Aquarius is also a masculine sign like Leo, all of the opposite signs from fire signs are always air signs. And vice versa. Now, for feminine signs, the opposite of water is always earth and vice versa. And so that's why it's no surprise that Leo's opposite counterpart, really, in a way, is Aquarius. Aquarius is a fire. Oh, my gosh, not a fire sign. Um, Aquarius is a fixed. That's why I jumbled up my words. Aquarius is a fixed air sign. And just like Leo is also a masculine sign. So that means all the energy that they have is extended outwards. It's not always brought inwards. And so, being a fixed air sign means that, well, with air, the emphasis is more so on logic and the intellectual realm. Not so much the messy stuff that makes up humans, which is emotions, which is like passions, impulses, desires, everything that Leo embraces wholeheartedly. Aquarius tries to steer clear of. And now I'm an Aquarius. Now, if you listen to the last episode, you know that I released it on my birthday. So you know that I'm an Aquarius. But I'm an Aquarius sun and a Mercury. And I have, um, and I'm part of the Uranus and Neptune in Aquarius generation. So I actually have an Aquarius stellium. <laughs> so stelliums are always three or more planets in one sign or one house so that just means that you have an abundance of that energy in your chart so I have an abundance of Aquarian energy in my chart so I think I know what I'm talking about <laughs> when I when I talk about Aquarians and how they operate and again just like Leo Aquarians are probably one of the most misunderstood signs ever and it's also really funny because Aquarians have always been known to be emotionless. And that's because they're just focused on the cold, rational world of the intellect and the mind. And I never really identified with that label growing up because there's so many other aspects within my chart. I have a Piscean Mars. I have a Scorpio rising. And my chart ruler is in my first house as well. And so I operate on passion, on instinct, on desire, on emotions. I've always been an emotional and instinctual person. I just wasn't always aware of it sometimes. But I never really like to call myself this cold, emotionless individual when I was just like steaming and overflowing with emotions for most of my life. And I still am. And just because Aquarius is an air sign and seems to understand 
in the mind a lot more doesn't mean that they don't have emotions. It's just that their, their instinct is to operate more so from the mind. And because we have this tendency to, well, really always constantly be thinking and using our logic over our desires, sometimes, unlike Leo, we don't always listen to what it is that we want. But we like to listen to our mind. And the thing with a lot of Aquarians is that they're always labeled as very idealistic. We have these idealistic visions that are present in our head. And the reason why we don't always like to engage with our emotions is because our mind, our mind is a lot more beautiful than the world around us. So why wouldn't we want to just stay in our heads? When it comes to human desire, human emotion, instinct, impulses, whatever you want to call it, all of the things that make us human, those messy parts, those things aren't always, they aren't always nice. And Aquarians don't always want to deal with that because it takes away from that idealistic vision that they have inside of their minds. And so that's the reason why Aquarians, the symbol that represents Aquarian, Aquarius, is the water bearer. And I know Aquarius, is poor, poor old Aquarius is always labeled as a water sign because it's a water bearer, right? There's so many water connotations or images or symbols that are associated with Aquarius. And the thing is, it's always a human holding up water and then pouring it behind their back and just letting the water flow. And this symbol is very important to try and break down to actually really understand why Aquarius kind of stays away from that messy side of the human world, but likes to indulge in this vision that they have and why it's so important for them to, well, get to that living in your truth journey that both Leo and Aquarius are doing all the time. I'm, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I promise. Definitely sound like I'm crazy right now. But what water is always associated with in terms of like old school symbol, symbols and imagery. And there's always like old school imagery that's associated with astrology. It's probably one of the best ways to understand astrology. Like I mentioned before in many of my other episodes. Astrology of Fate is a very good book to reference and Jessica Davidson's websites, website posts. But essentially, water is always about nourishing. It's always about enlightening. It's, we need water for everything else around us, the earth to grow and to feel nourished and to make the land fertile. You can't grow crops without water. It just doesn't work like that. Civilization ceases to exist without water because you don't have any crops to grow humans we all need water and so that's the whole imagery associated with water and like Aquarius being a water bearer that's pouring out water to the masses Aquarius wants to heal the world they want to help and Aquarius coincidentally comes after the sign of Capricorn which I talked about last week Capricorn reminds us that as adults we have to grow up and become a member of society so that we can be a part of society that goes out and actually, where you, sorry, where you actually go out and actually contribute 
because each and every single one of us has a role in society and we're all interconnected. And because we each have this role, if one of us doesn't do the job that we chose to do, that we were meant to do in a way, really, in a way, that's when things start falling apart. We're all puzzle pieces that come in together to form this bigger picture that is society. And that's why it's your job or your professional pathway, your career, that really talks about what it is that you bring to the world. Capricorn is probably one of the first signs that starts thinking about giving back to society. And then Aquarius takes on that idea because at the end of the day, it's all a wheel and we all go through each sign so that they can teach us a lesson. And we take the lessons from the previous sign and we add on to it. And it all starts all the way from Aries and it goes all the way through Pisces. That's the way it works. So when we take that idea of Capricorn, where we have to give back to society, Aquarius takes that, builds upon it, and says, how can I make the world a better place based on what it is that I can contribute to the world? And so that's what Aquarius really honestly comes here to do. And in a way, there's like this purity. And I'm not just saying that about me. There's this general purity to a lot of Aquarians where they just genuinely want to make the world a better place. They have all these ideas, these visions, these ideals that make sense in their head about how society can function, can become better, can improve. And we need that. We need that kind of innovation. And that's why Aquarius is associated with the sign of innovation. Because if we don't follow through with new ideas and better ourselves and like society kind of just becomes stagnant and then it becomes then it becomes at risk of its decline right these are like bigger sociological ideas but really Aquarius is here to try and make the world a better place and as a water bearer they're here to essentially enlighten the masses to make the world a better place because in a way, sometimes it just has to start from one person. Aquarius is ruled by the sign of Uranus. It was traditionally also ruled by Saturn. And it always seemed like Saturn was such a weird ruler for Aquarius, who is just such a sign that's focused on liberation, revolution, and letting go of constraints. And Saturn is all about constraints and rules and limitations. But I think both of these rulers are really important to truly understand Aquarius. Uranus is this maverick planet. It's all about change. It's all about where our weird side is, where our weird side is, where we're unconventional, where we get these little sparks of inspiration that kind of change our life forever. But we need it. Because that's the only way we can move forward. And that's also what Aquarius is. Aquarius is always thinking towards the future. Thinking about how we can become better. And they get like these strokes of inspiration and ideas. Where they're like, whoa. This is how it should be. And they go with it. And so Aquarius is always. Always ahead of their time. In the sense that. They don't like to march to the beat of their own drum. They like to go through with all the wild, unconventional 
sides that are present within them that make up them. They like to appeal to their different side because that's what makes them feel good. That's what makes us feel good. My confidence being an Aquarius sun comes from the fact that I am an out-of-the-box thinker. I've always had different ways of thinking, especially since it's in my house of communication. I pride myself in my intelligence and the fact that I, again, don't like to limit myself to what society tells me that I should be thinking or how I should be thinking. But you can't just always move through with like these wild ideas if you don't have limitations and if you don't have rules because at the end of the day, we exist in our current world. And while something may seem nice and great in our heads, at the end of the day, the only way that we can move forward from that, move forward towards that vision, that ideal that we have, is if we try and change the things in our present moment. And unfortunately, at the end of the day, we have to interact with our present circumstances that aren't ideal, that aren't great, that force us to have this form of limitation, this discipline. And that's the reason why we need that discipline. Because if we don't have that, then every time we move through with like every wild idea that we have, we're going to go straight into chaos and anarchy, right? Revolution is great. And we, history loves talking about how amazing revolutions are. But nobody talks about how much anarchy and chaos happens from that. And sometimes that can purge you straight into war. And what does war do? Hurt a lot of innocent civilians more often than not. Right? So while it's great to have these beautiful ideas that we have, we have to understand that, well... We can't always just do things. And it doesn't just happen the way that we want it to happen. And that's just a big thing that Aquarians have to really go through and understanding. And that's a lot of the times their journey into trying to understand themselves. And a lot of it is the fact that and this is where Aquarius can really look to Leo for that. The same way that Leo can look to Aquarius to balance that animal instinct, that passion, the desire that they have about these visions and ideals that also Leo has within their own head about how they should shine and express themselves and unleash that creative fire energy that they just have inside of them naturally. Leo can look to Aquarius to be able to, well, hone in on the things that are possible and to use intellect at times to help them tame and properly channel that like creative energy that they have, that fire, that passion. And Aquarius can look over to Leo to remind themselves what is it that is truly their values? Are they simply just doing things for the sake of, well, having a revolution? Creating change, creating chaos because that's something that they want to do. Or is it something that's really part of their core value? And it's something that they really think that society could really, 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 really benefit from. Leo is also asking Aquarius to get in touch with their emotions, with those passions. And I also 
talked about this when I talked about Gemini, where if you have a symbol, a human, that really represents, um, that like symbolizes your sign, because Gemini is represented by the twins, then a lot of the, a lot of the times self-awareness of your mind is part of your journey. And that same principle applies to Aquarius as well. So really having that awareness with your thoughts, with your mind, to see where these visions and ideals, where they are stemming from. And that you should have this awareness and you should be careful. And this is where Aquarius is known and is notorious and is essentially why they're also really, really misunderstood is because they get into this God complex territory. And I've done it. I love doing it. Holy crap. I even work in a field where you can easily get a God complex. I play with life and death. I feel like I'm God 90% of the time. Woo! But that's all the more reason to build that awareness. That because Aquarians love to stay away from the messy things that make up human nature. That you can't necessarily control because our emotions are kind of what makes us unpredictable. But the rational world, the intellectual world, everything is taken into consideration. All the variables are taken into consideration. It's a perfect controlled environment in our head from like a scientific perspective. So you always have to take that into consideration that humans are going to be unpredictable variables and you can't always control them. And that while it's great that we have this beautiful mind, this beautiful mind with all of these amazing ideas of inspiration that just come up to us like a flash of inspiration, we have to understand that at the end of the day, when we apply it to the human world, things can be different. And that we always, always, always have to take into consideration that our emotions are what make us human. The more we try and stay away from it, because we want to focus on just the rational, it doesn't make us better or worse to be more in touch with our emotions, right? It's just part of human nature. And so by trying to avoid the, again, the messy emotional nature within humans, we kind of create a blind spot. And in a way, we end up making ourselves more narrow-minded. And that's not what Aquarians like to do. We're not known to do that. But because we think that we can make the world a better place, and this is something that I constantly struggle with, and I will probably always struggle with, that the re by trying to really push to make the world a better place, we get so frustrated that not everybody has that same ideal, that has that same passion and rigor to try and make the world a better place. And though, no matter how hard we try and talk about it with these individuals and push for it, we just keep, keep getting shut down. Nobody likes to listen to us. And, well, we just become discouraged. And we like to put those, like, labels on it where, where it's like, oh, these humans and their selfishness and their greed, blah, 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 and all that stuff. To make us feel better about ourselves. When in reality. And this is why I'm like not a really big fan. Of like always looking at revolutions. To talk about change. Because that's also the messages. That I was fed really early on. And I wish I wasn't. 
because it would have made it easier for me to try and go about with the visions and ideals that I had. Because the whole idea of Aquarius really having to get in touch with themselves is that for far too long, sometimes because sometimes when you have too much self-awareness, which is what Aquarius does have, which I mentioned is a lot like Gemini and it's part of their journey is that sometimes you like to over over intellectualize everything over rationalize everything and that's a thing that most air signs struggle with and it's ugh, quite frankly obnoxious <laughs> I have a Gemini moon so I know very well about that kind of stuff and what it means but when you have the tendency to do that you don't always end up feeling what it is you need to feel and so Aquarius really has to sit down with themselves to try and figure out who they are the same way that Leo has to Leo goes through their own journey to figure out what it is their desires are and what can be channeled constructively because it's only when you sit down and know yourself truly can you become aware of you as an individual and then you can figure out your purpose. You can fig well, you can figure out your truth, and then you can figure out your purpose. And that's what Aquarius is also supposed to be doing. They almost every Aquarius has this little feeling inside of them that's always like, I want to make the world a better place. It's something that they grow into. Like it's there. It's always there in the back of their head, their soul, whatever you want to call it. But how they get to that, it depends on if they really go through their own little journey of self-discovery. And trying to see themselves as an individual. And so a lot of it has to do with the fact that Aquarians spend most of their lives in a way being ostracized and shunned by the world because they just have unconventional and different ways of understanding the world and being. And so because they just have different ways of thinking or being or existing, again, it's very similar to where Uranus is in your chart. And that's the reason why Uranus rules over Aquarius as well. Where the fact that you are different. And if you simply just embrace your differences. The fact that you just are different. And that you can still be a part of society while also being different. You don't have to scream it to the world to tell people, I'm different. No. And that's why you have to sit down and actually, again... Really look at yourself honestly. Instead of just being different for the sake of being different. Which is what a lot of people from my generation like to do. And that's why we get criticized. We have all these labels. But what are these labels really doing? If we don't actually truly understand what it is that makes us different. And actually kind of incorporate it into our way of being. And making it a part of our everyday life. Really. Right? Like what does it mean to be an ethnic minority if it doesn't actually come out into your everyday life? Like for me, yeah, I'm part of an ethnic minority, but a lot of the times it's something that I don't always think about unless I'm like interacting with the food that I eat or the way that I view familial relationships, like my relationships with my parents. It's sometimes it's very different than my, again, maybe Canadian, only exclusively Canadian. I'm Canadian. I mean, only exclusively like fourth, fifth generation Canadian counterparts or peers. 
And so, being different and simply existing in your truth can simply just make the world a better place. Leo inspires people so much, like I talked about in the last episode, by simply just living their truth. Leos just keep getting labeled as like self-centered and in some cases even narcissistic. When in reality, they're just being confident because they know who they are. The reason they know who they are is that they are simply just doing things that make them happy. It quite literally is that simple. And when you do that, when you feel happy in who you are, you feel comfortable in your skin. And that's what makes you attractive and confident. And in the same way, Aquarius does that too. By embracing the fact that maybe there are things that they have that just make them different. That maybe nobody will understand. And for the most part, a lot of people don't. And that's kind of what happens when you have all of these different visions and ideals. And it sucks that maybe the world doesn't understand or appreciate that. But that shouldn't stop you from believing in that vision and ideal and trying, trying to work towards it. And really, Aquarius can do the same thing that Leo does by simply existing in the fact that they just have different ways of functioning and being. They can inspire other people to be loud and proud about their differences and their unconventional sides and their little quirks and weird little traits that they have that society told them that they should forego. And that's the whole idea of making the world a better place and change and revolution or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't happen with the classic depictions that they have in our history textbooks that we've all learned. It's not riot. It's not chaos. It just simply starts from one person kind of just believing and living in their truth and everybody else being inspired by that and feeling comfortable enough to do the same thing. And then they do that for another person and it just keeps going forward and forward like a butterfly effect, really. It's a ripple effect. And that's essentially how change happens and that's how you make that world live up to that vision and ideal that you have. And so you simply just quite literally walk the talk. Talk the talk, I think. I think that's the saying. Why did I forget that? This is a saying that I loved saying as a child. I completely butchered that. But essentially, rather than simply just preaching about it, live it. Be the change that you want to see. That's it. I hated, I hated that saying as a child. Because I'm like, no, no, I need to shove it into people's faces. And so and so. But really, it's not that complicated. For me, uh, being a healthcare worker, our healthcare system out here in North America is not even just North America. It's pretty universal at this point with the way the pandemic happened. Issues that were prevalent for a very long time finally ended up coming out full-fledged as just huge issues that now the system itself can't really, really try and cover up these issues that were always present because they're just overwhelmed and so it's it's such a it's such a 
morally distressing situation to be in. And more often than not, I would always be like, hey, what if we just all went on strike? What could they do? Fire us? Like, really drastic measures like that. When in reality, it shouldn't be like that in terms of change. It should all just start from one person being like, hey, I am going to choose me. I am going to choose an environment that will let me not constantly be stressed out. And when I do that, I start inspiring other people to do the same. And that's actually been happening with a lot of my coworkers and like inspiring me to follow their pathway. Where a lot of people are going to environments where they are more appreciated and where they are compensated better for their work. And everybody else around them is doing the same thing. And they're simply living their truth. And they're inspiring other people out there to live their truth. And by doing that, in a way, aren't we making the environment a better place? And it's something that I didn't always want to wrap my head around because my whole idea of change and making the world a better place, I didn't always have the best examples. It came from like those, those sensationalized depictions in media. And so change simply happens when a Every Aquarian simply tries to live their truth. That's what Aquarius and Leo both remind us to do. That we are simply here to know who we are. To really get to know ourselves. Aquarius already has that kind of self-awareness because they're constantly thinking. Being an air sign. It's a matter of truly listening to the other parts that make up their human nature. The fact that they also have emotions. That they always have to also, and in a way always do have to be taken into consideration for every plan and action that they have because it is part of the variables that they have to consider. And Leo has to understand that, yeah, I have these passions and desires, but maybe I have to tame them in a way where I'm not just acting out on my impulses all the time. That's where they get into that selfish territory. But a true blue Leo acts like royalty. They try and know who they are. They try and understand their truth. And by doing that, they make the world a better place. Their energy is magnificent. And like, you, you are basking in warm sunshine when it's a true Leo, truly in their power. And they are probably one of the best hype women, men, them. Individuals, I'm sorry, individuals ever. Oh, my apologies. Because... They know that if somebody else lives in their light, it's not going to take away your their own light. If anything, it's just going to make the place a lot warmer. And we need more of that. And Aquarius lives their truth when they embrace their differences and they embrace the side that always wants to make the world a better place. And that making the world a better place happens from simply themselves. And that... While they like to be enlightened, while Aquarians love to be enlightened individuals and like to think that we're better than everybody <laughs> because we're not indulging in the irrational parts that make us, well, human, it has to be done so that we can truly understand our core values. And when we get to the root of our core values, we live in our truth and we inspire other people to do the same as well. And if anything, kind of give because of all of that self-awareness with that 
air or intellectual energy, we kind of have very, very different, well, not different. We actually have like a little guidebook that we can actually give off to other people or deliver in forms of advice or guidance so that other people can go off and use the same ideas that we have and maybe incorporate it into their own life, right? I hope that made sense. But essentially just living in your truth inspires other people to live in theirs as well. And again, we need a lot more of that. And the whole idea of like getting to the idea of true self, which is what Leo also really does. And this is where Leo, Leo is probably the first sign in the Zodiac where we start to get into that spiritual idea where we are part of something that is bigger and greater than us. And that's why Aquarius is also the sign of humanity. And probably why Aquarius is also not the best <laughs> at always doing the one-to-one -one interactions. And it's true. As I'm getting older, I'm, I'm not that person anymore. I can't. I, I can't always do these one-to-one. -one. And always just focusing on one individual. When in reality, we're all part of a society. We're all part of humanity. Is that the reason why we need to get, get to know who we are is so that we can get to the root of the idea of self and realize that the idea of self is actually part of this bigger idea that we are all, well, in a way, different, but also not so different. And that all of the different things that we think that make us, again, very distinct as individuals are actually not that different. And that's because in a way we're all interconnected. And that's where we actually get into this with Leo. And that's the reason why Leo is all about royalty and ruling over individuals and why Aquarius is also the sign of humanity. Is that by knowing that who we are as an individual, we actually truly understand others. We truly understand humanity. We truly understand the world around us and society. And that that's when we get into the idea that I shouldn't only be doing things for me. And that everything that I do actually has an effect on the world around me. And so this is where we start to get into the idea that we live in a society. And that maybe we can't always just do things that are just, again, driven by what we only want to do and only serve us. Right? Living in your truth doesn't necessarily always just mean bulldozing over people. No, you're just existing how you want to, without bothering anybody. But it's important to do that so that you understand that you are essentially, in a way, are constantly going to be a role model for somebody, regardless of whether you believe it or not. And again, every action that you take has an effect on the world around you. Where every time Leo lives in their truth, they inspire others to do the same. And every time Aquarius lives their truth, they remind people that they should also embrace their differences. And that's how you start changing the world. Right? And so that's the whole idea of why we need to get into this idea of true self. So that we understand our place in the world. Into the grand scheme of things. And it's like something that a lot of us don't always like to think about. Because it makes us feel really small and insignificant. But we're not. We aren't. Because in a way, we're really connected to everything around us. 
And that's what Aquarius really is really big on. We want to do things on a mass scale because we want to really focus on humanity. Because again, humanity may be destructive, but humanity also saves us, does it not? And those are like weird things to always think about all the time. But being a fixed air sign, that's what Aquarians are usually focused on. It's always not just science and technology as the whole stereotype with poor old Aquarius is because they're just a cold, rational individual. And cold rationality only applies to the hard sciences. Nothing else. When in reality, being a fixed air sign means that they're always thinking about how everything is interconnected within the intellectual world. And so that means taking into consideration spirituality. Things that the world likes to shun. When in reality, it's fascinating to them because in the grand scheme of things, it's also very important to humanity, to making the world a better place. So it's no surprise that oh, there's a lot of Aquarians that are huge in wellness, in the wellness community, huge into like yoga. There's a lot of astrologers that are Aquarians and are really deeply into the occult world. No surprise there because they're focused on how, how it can improve humanity and why it's important. And in a way, the best way to really know it is if they they really engage in it in themselves. For me, my relationships and my understanding of the world around me became so much better and more significant and meaningful. Give me so much more empathy and compassion once I started truly looking into astrology. And so Leo and Aquarius both remind us that we have to find out what our true purpose is. And that only happens when we sit down with ourselves because at the end of the day, we're all part of something much bigger and greater than all of us. And it's really in, Aquari in the sign of Aquarius when we go through the entire wheel that we start to see that. That really we're meant to, each and every single one of us are meant to come here for a much bigger, deeper purpose. And that each and every single one of us is significant in helping humanity in a way. And is necessary in our place in the human world. Part of humanity. Part of the human civilization. And you see a lot more of that. A lot, lot more of that with Pisces. Where we start to transcend into the bigger spiritual realm. And even Virgo starts doing that as well. And that is for next week. And so, I hope you guys were better able to understand Leo and Aquarius. And we're better able to learn more than more of what they are than just their stereotypes. And again, my emphasis will always be the esoteric astrology, which is really where I focus on the soul aspect of it. Rather than just the traditional human labels that we like to associate with just, again, the poor old astrology terms. When really I like to look at energetic principles. And so, regardless, if you guys liked this week's, well, episodes, I really, really would love it if you could leave a review on plutonianaquarius.ca. I really take into consideration all the feedback and I like to post a lot of the reviews that I receive. I already have a couple. 
If you aren't already following me on Instagram, please follow me on Plutonian Aquarius. And also, if you want to know more about your chart and learn more about what it is, your purpose here is, and what you need to figuring out what you are here to do in this lifetime, and you need that kind of guidance, I highly suggest booking or purchasing one of my astrology readings where I go in-depth into analyzing your chart and providing you that kind of information that will help improve your own life. All available on plutonianaquarius.ca. But regardless, I really hope you enjoyed this week's content. And I hope you'll come back for more. And until then, bye bye <laughs>